Ladies and gentlemen, dogs and fleas, pull up a chair and sit on your knees for we have a story to tell you we're still learning about. Welcome to Talk the Walk. My name is Henry Moses. Mine's Gabriel Moses. We're super happy to be here and thank you for joining us wherever you may be. Woo! Don't start. Nailed it. Moving on. But I think you read it the first time. You read it and then you quoted it from the heart. You like... I feel it. Rolled it from the... You just kind of smoothed it. I feel it. Just like I said last week, you just got to have confidence in yourself like I have in you. I just remember how many times we've had to stop because you weren't reading. But... Talk the walk. Those days are behind us because I just forced myself through it. Like... Good to go. Like, totally... We're good to go. Mm-hmm. If I can do it, you can do it. So, Gabe, I noticed, I noticed, and I, and you and I have talked about it. It's a little odd to listen to our own voices yeah. on shows. Yeah. Right? I'll just tell you a couple little quirks of mine when I listen to me. One, I think kind of that I sound like James T. Kirk <laughs> pausing between different <laughs> statements. Scotty, beam me up. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. Why? Hmm. So I got to do my little pauses. Whereas you got that flow. And then two, I do not like the way I use the word like all the time. Just a little. You think, do I do that in regular conversation? No. I don't think so. No, I don't think so either. <laughs> so why do I do it on here? As Paul said, why do we do the things we do not want, want to, do? to do? And what I do not want to do is say, like, gosh, like, it's, listen, this is this scripture, guys. It's kind of teenage girl. Oh, it's horrible. It's just awful. I didn't think about it until you pointed it out. Yeah, but we're on our own worst, worst critics. Uh-huh. And so, but you can't, I'm guaranteed, like, oh, see. They're trying to come through. I guarantee you, people, and I'm going to work on this, but I guarantee you, other people have to be hearing that and saying, and see, I almost just said it again. I mean, saying, how many times is this guy going to say like? I'm just saying, I don't like to say like, and yet I do. Maybe that's your way of expressing, uh, No, you know, starting your thought. It's not going to fly. Like totally right here on this podcast. Like. It's, not it's just like how you do it. Ooh, it's rough. Like, it's really rough. I'll tell you. Well, if you hate... What were we comparing it to earlier? Like, see, oh, I compared it to... to uh, We were talking about it out at work. And I compared it to, to, you know, when you see at the fair, you see the jar of marbles, and you have to guess. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'd be curious to see if listeners... I wonder what their guesses would be to how many how many times, times you're going to say that word. Yeah, but now yeah, you're like, going to be fighting yo, the see, urge. Just, yeah, to I'll, say well, it. I'm going to be fighting it so hard because you're not going to want to say it, and that'll ruin the fun of that. Professional. You need to just let the like flow. I say you just let it go. This little like of mine, <laughs> I'm going to let it shine. Let it shine. This little like of mine. <laughs> I'm going to let it shine. This little like of mine. I'm going to let it shine. Let it shine. Uh, let it shine. Let it shine. Gotta, I hide it under stop. a bushel. No. no. Okay. Rabbit trail bad. Okay. I'm going to let this like shine. You do that. Isn't that, doesn't the Bible say, so let your like shine before men? 
That's what people do. That? They make the Bible say what they want it. Have to I say. been reading that wrong all this time? It wouldn't be the only thing. I think I may have been reading that wrong, but that would explain all the likes in the dang show. <laughs> Bad. Well, at least you don't sound like I do. Nasal and pinched. Pinched. <laughs> There's the word I was looking for. Pinched. pinched. Uh, you can get like out of what you say if you uh, really try. I can't sound any different than this. Well, so I I've can't tried. sound any different than a, like just now when I was oh there I went with the like again. Just now when I was singing that song, I thought, oh man, I sound old school country. Mm-hmm. You know, you do though. But we're Texan. Oh, I do. Yeah, that yeah, comes yeah. with the territory. So it just is what it is. It is. I mean. With our voices, it is how God made us. When you say like all the time, it's he didn't embarrassing. Ma- That's a cultural thing from like 20 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> but see, you use it every now and then, and that's okay. Just to say. You just now said from like 20 years ago. But yeah. That's good. If you use it, I don't know. It's horrible. Challenges of life. That's horrible. Do you have a good week? I have had a good week. Yeah? Yeah, God settled on my heart. He, I had some things that were just lingering out there for, for a bit. And uh, just just kind of making me nervous, antsy, and uh, business-wise. Mm-hmm. And uh, God brought me to a place where he, he let me know that I could grow in my faith on this if I chose to let it go. And so I have. I've I've let it go. I've said, you know what? God, you've told me that if you take care of the bird of the field, how much more would you take care of me? Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to stand on that now. I'm just going to let it go. Yeah. You do seem you seem better than last week. You seem I believe that. more relaxed than that last week and that's that really is I mean, that's life, you know. I I would say yesterday I had a just a rough day. Mhm. Just a rough day. But aren't you grateful that his mercies are new every morning? Yeah. I mean, you really, and these laws are legit, whether or not you choose to follow God. We've talked about that a little bit. That's right. It's there regardless. You wake up in the morning, nine times out of 10, you're going to feel, it's rare. I go to bed, you know, it's not often I get bummed, but definitely yesterday was one of those days. And you go to bed thinking, you go to bed thinking, oh man. I don't know if I'm going to come out of this one, but you wake up, you know, tomorrow anyway, Mm -hmm. you wake up and it's like, you know what, God, I'm sorry for acting petulant. Please forgive me. Yeah. And like, God, will you please help me so I can be like, so great to other people. (laughs) All right, let's kick this baby off. So Gabe, confessing our sins one to another. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The Bible says to do it. It does. Yeah. So I was talking to to Creighton the other day, our nephew. We were walking and talking, Creighton, who we've mentioned on here and just thinks about scripture all the time. He said, he said, well, let let me just start off with, we're we're talking about confessing our sins to one another. If you didn't already get that, we are wondering, do you, why, or why, why does it say to do it? What's the reason for doing it? Who? You know, who does it mean just to everybody? 
Does it mean if you go to a church and you, you committed a sin, do you run over and grab, grab somebody you don't know? But hey, they're in church, so I'm going to confess to another. And, you know, anyway, so that 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 is kind of a, the line of thinking that Creighton, Creighton was working through it. And he, he goes, and he just out of the blue, you know, Creighton, he'll bring up the scripture. Mm-hmm. And he goes, Uncle Hank, Uncle Hanky, he calls me. He said, are, the Bible says confess your sins one to another in James. Yeah. What does that mean? And I'm, I'm kind of laughing in my head because I'm thinking, I, Creighton takes stuff deep. I'm thinking yeah. he's like, if the Bible says it, he wants to do it. Mm-hmm. Straight up, which is how we all should be. I know in his heart he's thinking, I guess I just have to start confessing my sins to every person. You Let know, everybody this know get really uncomfortable to hold myself. So he's seeing it as to hold himself accountable. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. It gave me a chuckle. I, you know, we were walking. We were taking a walk outside through the neighborhood. So I said, well, why don't you just run up and knock on that door and just start barking your sins out at the, <laughs> whoever answers it and see how it goes. And this gets into it because it's yeah. like, hey, that is the question. Who are That's we, one of the things we we're going to kind of about? about. Yeah. Who and why? Right. What does that mean? And what do we, what do we, because we don't get forgiveness of sins from confessing them to a person. That is not how it works. But it does tell us to do it. Mm-hmm. So why? Mm-hmm. So let me read this scripture, Gabe, from James chapter 5, verse 16. Confess your sins one to another that you may be healed. And I will look up the full version of that. Let me see here. That's what I had written down. And then, okay, so it says, Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. So, so that you may be healed. Mm Mm-hmm. So I got to, I'm like, okay, healed for what? Are we talking about physical healing? Are we talking about spiritual healing, emotional healing? What kind of healing are we talking about? And so, brother, I started thinking about the physical attribute, uh, the physical aspect of healing. Is this, is confessing your sins like, ooh, there it goes. Is confessing your sins going to give us physical healing? Through prayer. I do believe, obviously, that God, the scripture says that we can be healed through prayer, through laying it on of hands. Sometimes God does, sometimes God doesn't. But what does it have to do with confessing our sins? Thoughts? Your physical well-being? Yeah. What does that have to do? Or does it have anything to do with confessing our sins? Does confessing our sins have to do anything with physical healing? Absolutely. I, I would say, and like so many things that God does in our lives, it it the confessing of your sin is going to cover a variety. There's a variety of reasons for it. Physical well-being is darn sure going to be one of them. And, and, and because if you're stressed... All right, let's back up. If you do something wrong, say you murder somebody, why is it that people feel the need to confess? 
Because it's eating them alive. It's eating them alive. You're not going to be, what is it? Y'all wear these watches that tell your heart rate, right? Yep. And you're, you know, Fitbits. Fitbit. Yep. You have a resting heart rate, right? Mm -hmm. And that resting heart rate is there when you're relaxed, when you're doing nothing. That's why it's called resting, because you're doing nothing. If you are anxious, is your heart rate going to be higher even though you're sitting no there? Right off the bat. And I mean, that's how the lie detectors work, right? Mm-hmm. They, they kind exactly. of your, your heart rate. And- it's a physiological response. Yeah. You murder somebody, your mind is on it because that is super unnatural yeah. to, of a thing to do. And, of course, the bigger the offense and sin, the more it will be a part of who you are. It will weigh on your, your, your body. Mm-hmm. It will weigh on your mind, which responds, which the body responds so yeah, stress is gonna is gonna change how you react, and then you've got heart disease. The heart grows, all that stuff, right? The the heart's a muscle. You and I were talking about yep. that the other day. The heart's a muscle, and yep. if the the heart rate is up all the time, the, that muscle's being used. The heart swells because it's a muscle, and it can never go back. So if you're, I mean, if you think about this, what's one of the quickest signs? That when you're running around stressed out, that can happen physically. Headaches, you get headaches, mm-hmm. you get heartburn, stomach aches, right? You start getting a little nauseous. Physical exhaustion. Right, physical exhaustion. Mm-hmm. These are things that can just happen quickly. I mean, quick. Sitting there eating sin, burying sin in your life, which is so easy to do because... Dude, it's embarrassing. I mean, especially when you're served the Lord. Mm-hmm. It's embarrassing to tell somebody. Here's what I did. This is how I treated my wife. You know, you, you which is gonna, which we're gonna. I want to talk about that here in a second too. Like, who who do we tell? But it's embarrassing brother to go to somebody and tell them. And I think especially as men, not, I can't speak for women, so I don't know how women do things. Maybe they, they do this more than we do. I don't know. Cause they're more, uh, emotional. Seems like they're more open than we are. We tend to be more reserved and shut off as men, but do, do we go together or do we keep things shallow? You know, really as a body as a whole. I mean, I think I even think about, church at the in church fellowship are we talking about deep things or are we you know talking about the the yard and and how what are we're doing to fertilize it and how we're getting the tree you know of what i'm saying that's like, not a which sin. no those are not sins but i mean at what point are we going deep are we even when we come to bible study let's we're in the same bible study group mm-hmm. are we talking about the deep issues that we're dealing with mm-hmm. i don't know I mean, I don't know how often. I mean, do you and I sit there and talk about do do Jared, my buddy Jared and I, or whoever, do we sit there and confess? The Bible says do it. it says do it for a reason. God doesn't well, tell us to do anything that's not good for us. I sat and talked with a a, a really awesome. Real quick, did I say like at any point in that? I that's think I didn't. Yeah, I'm not counting. We're on a roll. Go ahead. We're gonna get. We're gonna okay. go back and listen. Okay. Uh, I talked to a. A uh, a kid, a 22 year old kid, the other day, and he was talking about he he was talking about his life, his career, 
his college education and his and his business experience and he was a real pleasure to talk to this to this guy and he was describing his walk from an atheist to christianity and having jesus christ as his lord in it of his life mm-hmm. and so um he he's 22 he has not been walking with the lord for very long right and so he told me he goes let's be real being a christian's hard and i just loved that i loved it because of his honesty and and he was speaking a lot of honest truth from his perspective mm-hmm. and i and 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 i like that because being 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 a christian will be difficult um you know for some period of your life because we're used to if you're you know if you didn't if you haven't walked with the lord all your life and you got saved when you were 18 it is vastly different from walking with satan of the world mm-hmm. and so i loved his statement because it's difficult but i, I and i quickly rebuttaled him and just told him uh, it gets easier right it does get easier the the walk with the lord you will become refined and more and more you'll chisel away at things that don't belong and they become less and less prominent in your life they're less and less influential mm-hmm. those sins will be less influential and now you're now you're down to getting used to confessing all the time right you should, as a Christian, be seeking to do what the Bible says, what's scriptural, to to know how to walk this life mm-hmm. while we're here on earth. And so the more you're pursuing it, the more you're doing what it tells you to do, and it will become mm-hmm. easier to Absolutely. simply confess, yeah. to go to a brother or sister and just do it. Yeah. Just do it. I, I love to throw my sins under the bus. I like to say, here's what I did. Here's what, you won't believe what I did. And uh, sometimes it's comical. If it's not as comical and it's more uh, serious, then it's I'm gonna I'm gonna be more choosy which Christian exactly brother or right. sister that I go to. Exactly right, and that's what I was wanting to get to. Let, let's finish up real quick on the healing on the physical part of things. Mm-hmm. And I meant to kind of to do the 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 who first, and then I thought did about, I jump ahead? No, no, I did, <laughs> oh. I did. Uh, but you did kind of lead into that, which I'm glad about that. So before we finish the other couple points, move on to those. Um, I want to finish up this. And then I thought about just moving the who to the end, but I feel like we should address that okay. from kind of the beginning. So, um, on, but on the physical thing, like it really does stress can lead to heart attacks. Like you were talking about stress can lead to all kinds of physical ailments which and comes and from we get sins. stressed when we when we carry these sins inside of us and we don't we don't work through them. Yes, we 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 present them to God absolutely, and there is forgiveness there. But what about the accountability factor and things of that nature, which we're going to get to here shortly mm-hmm. as well? But let's let's get to. I definitely want to talk about the ac- accountability factor of things. But let's talk about the who. Who are we? Are we confessing them to every single Christian that we know? I don't think so. I no, no. I, I guarantee you I'm not. Heck, Mm-mm. I don't even. Not a chance. So, I'm really close with all my siblings. Mm-hmm. I am. 
I have a male best friend and a female best friend who are way more like family by far mm-hmm. than they are friends. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've been, both of them have been my friends for decades and that, and then I have Solomon who's like a brother and right. And I don't even, I don't even go to them and, and can confess my sins. Really? Mm-hmm. You, you know, you and I talk fairly often. We're in Bible study together. How often do I talk to you and say, brother, I'm dealing with this. I'm dealing with this bitterness in my heart in this situation or whatever the case may be. Every now and then. Rare. Because, but we're like, you know, maybe at work, something's kind of frustrating me. I guess in that mm-hmm. case I might. But the, yeah. But. Frustration is different than sin. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so, so even with my closies. <laughs> You know, that's what I'm going to call them, our closies. Mm -hmm. We're not, I'm not, I don't really run around and do that. That's not good. The Bible says that we should do it. Yeah. God is not this, this little brat kid in the sky that sits there and shines a magnifying glass on the ant bed. Mm -hmm. No, he puts these things in place because they are good for us. So having the right people. So who would you say? I mean, who would you say? Is in your circle. Well, obviously, we're going to say Carrie, right? Absolutely. My wife, yeah. Babe, I'm dealing with, you know, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Henry drives me crazy. This and that, right? Uh, I'd, I'd throw my wife in there. Mm-hmm. Um, on a, I've, got, I've got a good friend, Justin, who I've confessed to. I've confessed sins to him because... I trust him completely. He lives his life to the fullest of his ability under God Mm -hmm. in prayer, prayer over himself, his kids, his uh, his friends. He'll, he'll tell me what he's been praying over me. And I know his heart. It's been uh, what, eight years. I believe I've known him and I've found him to be reliable and trustworthy. Good dude. Yep. Trustworthy. Right. Yep. And, uh, I mean, I've confessed to you. I've confessed to, uh, that's, that's, well, our, our other good friend, Jared, uh, talk to him. So, mm-hmm. but that's, uh, that's about it. But it's, so what, what qualifications? Let's discuss that a little bit. What, what qualifications and what sense? Um, like if I run around telling white lie, Gabe, I got to talk to you. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, what are we talking about here? I would, I would say, you know, scripture talks about besetting sins. I think it's in Hebrews. Mm-hmm. Which are sins that we struggle with. We're, we are redeemed from them. We are forgiven for them. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not a works-based righteousness, but there are some sins that are particular. Some people are, going to be more angry, more, more, uh, more just less people friendly. I guess you might say, uh, some people are going to struggle with porn. Uh, some people are going to struggle in their parenting. Some, you know, Mm -hmm. we all have our different areas that we struggle in that, Mm -hmm. that are our weak points. We're just more flawed in these areas than maybe the average person. 
mm-hmm. right? And it, and it tends to vary widely from person to person. Mm-hmm. My thought is, it's those types of things, the ones we're struggling with, right? Because we're looking for accountability. We're looking for help. We're not going to get forgiveness from that person unless it's the person that we did it to. Mm-hmm. But we're asking the person to help us get through this. Brother, I need help. Sister, I need help. Which Mom, is dad, the definition of, I need Christian, of Christian brothers and sisters. We're supposed to help actually bear that burden. That's... Uh, and I'll, I'll look it up while I'm talking, but the idea is to, you're supposed to carry that with your brother or sister. Mm-hmm. If they bring sin to you, you're supposed to take it on mm-hmm. as your own personal struggle and bear it with them. And so I, I do love that because it, yes, it's the accountability and that's accountability is a huge one. It's, it's also not letting Satan hold that over you. Mm-hmm. If you, you have something to confess he will use it to shame you and to keep you in the dark. And that's the risk there is you don't tell anybody. You keep it your secret. Mm-hmm. And one, it's just stuck on you. You're, you're alone in it. But two, it, you will not be able to move forward in your, in your walk mm-hmm. with God. It, it'll mm-hmm. be on your mind. It'll always be there. And rather than that, you should be, you're going to, you're the idea is to be focused on what he wants you to do while you're here with everybody else on planet earth. But then, then of course you're going to end up being desensitized too. Mm-hmm. the longer that a sin stays on you, the easier it is to do it. Right. Yeah. You it's, become numb to it. You become numb. Yeah. And so, but that, that confession to who you're going to, you're going to be looking at people who are reliable in the word. I don't think I'm going to go to somebody who just now asked the Lord to be their savior. I'm thinking about my pastor, uh, the pastor of our church. I'm like, I've, we, you know, Carrie and I asked Jonathan Mass to be our, the one who wed us. And I I trust that guy completely. Mm -hmm. I trust his heart, his motives. There's a lot of criteria, qualifying criteria to who you're going to tell things that are hard to tell. Bottom line, it's hard to tell. Who wants to, who wants to just run around telling their worst? It's hard to do. And you better believe I'm going to be picky choosy. I'm already a picky choosy person with who I spend my time with, let alone who I'm going to confess the things that are humiliating to me that I know are gonna not sound very good when I say it out loud but as soon as you say it out loud isn't there a freedom that comes with it it's like shining a light on it a big flashing light which obviously Satan's not he's not gonna want that he'd rather you stay tucked away in a dark corner all alone so that confession it's it's it releases all of that and it says I, I know I did something wrong here and I need freedom. I need refreshing mm-hmm. and I need, I need accountability to this sin and accountability. is hard. A lot of people don't want accountability who, who, who out there doesn't want accountability, who wants accountability only, only if you're seeking to correct and to follow the word, 
in, in a deliberate way where you're not just hiding from it. Accountability is just a hard thing. And so it's, it's, I just think it's something that it's freeing, it's liberating from Mm -hmm. sin so that you can move forward. But how many sins do we keep hitting in the dark for years? And some people say, what do people say? I'm taking this to the grave. (laughs) Yeah. Not if you're a Christian. Yeah. And you're not, and you're not, you're not taking it for, but look, unrepentant sin. Now it will, will take you straight to hell. I mean, there's no relationship with God. If you live in unrepentant sin. Well, what if you just but confess to God? You're good. Like, there's no question. And again, and that's a good point. This is not a salvation issue. But this is a, how far, how, what kind of healing do you want to experience? Like we're talking about healing. You get back to the healing part of it, right? Mm-hmm. It says that you may be healed. Mm-hmm. Do this so that you may be healed. Not so that you may be saved. This is not works, right? Mm-hmm. This is, this is. Going to another level, like you were talking about earlier, going to another level in your spiritual walk, mm-hmm. disciplining yourself. Yeah. Right. So that we can, let's get to the, let's talk a little bit about Gabe, the spiritual, or, or sorry, no, we're going to do that the third, the relational side of things. Uh, looking here at Matthew 5, 5, I was going to start at 524, but let me just, let me just start at verse 21, Matthew chapter 5, verse 21. It says, you have heard that it was said of those of old, which that's always a good thing when it's those of old that have said it. There's mm-hmm. some wisdom behind that. Mm-hmm. You shall not murder, and whoever murders will be liable to judgment. But I say to you, so Jesus is like, nah, I got one better for you. But I say to you that everyone who is angry with his brother will be liable to judgment. Whoever insults his brother will be liable to the council. And whoever and whoever says you fool will be liable to the hell of fire. So if you are offering your gift at the altar and there remember that your brother has something against you, leave your gift there before the altar and go. First be reconciled to your brother then come off of your gift. I mean, it, it is that big of a deal. Right, go, if you're sitting there, you're trying to have relationship with the Lord, right? That's what you're doing when you're bringing a gift before the Lord. Mm-hmm. But you're, you've got this brother who has issue with you with something you've done. Mm-hmm. I'm saying go do that first. Right. Go make that relationship right first. And by brother, we can be talking about spouse. We can be talking about sibling, mm-hmm. dear friend, whatever the case may be. Or let's even talk about somebody that's outside the faith. What if we're hurting a witness because we're not willing to make amends? We're not willing to offer forgiveness that we're ordered as Christians to offer, right? Yeah. Or... Or if we're the ones that need the forgiveness granted to us, you know, we're too proud to go and, and seek it out and make that right. And now that relationship is either is is sitting there dying, is at best people are keeping this stuff pent up inside them. Kind of same same idea as what we were just talking about with the physical healing. But we're keeping it pent up, and it, now it's poisoning that relationship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
It'll stop it dead in its tracks. If we go, if we go, and we confess these things. Mm-hmm. In this case, we go to the person that was harmed, or that harmed us, whatever the case may be, and talk about it. Well, how have you felt when someone who did you wrong came in, said, "Um, I did this to you, and I'm sorry." Has that ever happened to you? Uh, I think it's usually me that is the one having to go do that. So, <laughs> no, no, yeah, it happens sometimes, sometimes. Uh, but did it release your relationship a little bit? Did oh, it, yeah. did it no let, question, no question. It, yeah, you know. But what about this? What about you? And you're the one that did it. You're the one that did something, and you know it. Mm-hmm. But it's, I mean, that's even tough. That's tough. You know, you got to go, you got to go like, oh, there goes the like. You wait, the longer you wait, the harder it gets, right? And you almost think, you almost have the thought. Maybe it'll pass. Yeah, maybe it'll pass. That's exactly (laughs) right. Yeah. (laughs) You know exactly what I'm talking Uh about. Let's just, and I, you know, man, our family sometimes, we got some stubborns in our family. It doesn't seem to pass. No, no, it's not the best at passing. We're also not the best at just going and saying, I mean, we're all pretty, pretty boisterous and, and uh, outspoken. Yeah. And it's not the easiest to just go to each other and say, man, I'm sorry. That was on me or. But it gets easier. It does get easier. Like it's such a big deal. And it does, even if it doesn't, even if that person doesn't handle it right, that's not what it's about. It is partially about that. You hope that they will. Mm -hmm. You hope it'll heal the relationship. But what it does for your heart to go step up, handle the situation rightly. Again, and that too can lead to better physical health. Mm -hmm. Not stressing out, all the stress, all the anxiety. Now, once you've done... One, you're helping the health of your relationship. Two, you're helping your physical health mm-hmm. because you're not—you ain't sitting there stressed out, worried about it, losing sleep, mm-hmm. you know, doing all those types of things. You are—you're doing it the way the scripture says. Mm-hmm. You're reaping the benefits. Yeah, you're growing. You're doing better. You're okay. And then when the person when the person wants to come talk to you about it, even if they don't handle it in the moment, you're not gonna be sitting there in that position of no. Uh, uh, Pride. You had your opportunity, right? Pride. Like, no, yeah. Your heart is right. Mm-hmm. And then you don't get the, the barrier that's created between you and God, which we'll get into that in a minute. And fellow brothers and sisters mm. in Christ. So bad. Yeah. It, and it and it is it is Satan's goal to destroy the church. He doesn't want us confessing. Confessing brings confidentiality, trust. It says, "I trust you," mm-hmm. right? And doesn't trust make a relationship what it is? Mm-hmm. You don't have it without trust. And and confidentiality is such a such a a crucial part of having a relationship with somebody, yeah. a long-lasting one that you can go to them again later. If you if you have something else that you have on your heart that you go, I need help with this. I definitely, I've, I've, I've got a friend who, who deals with, uh, who was once a drug addict, 
And then now he works with drug addicts and he helps walk them through the, the pains and sufferings of, uh, rehabilitation, just, just not in a rehab center. Mm -hmm. And they, that you better believe that's one that's hard to trust somebody to talk about and to be your accountability Mm -hmm. person. It's, it's a it's a humiliating thing once your eyes are open to to what it all what it did to your life and to people around mm-hmm. you so it's trust satan doesn't satan's he's there to destroy mm-hmm. the church and when we confide in each other like that it it makes it more difficult the house divided all of that house divided cannot stand and and uh that that confidentiality, that confessing of sin, brings it brings so many different things to a Christian's life, and I, and it I, I'll always love the way that everything in the Bible. If you were to just do it, how many things have we questioned? Should I, you know, how real is that? Mm-hmm. Until we have to get ten years down the road and recognize the truth of what God was saying when He had it put there. It, but had you just done it, how much would you have avoided confessing your confessing your sins? I would I would ask everybody who ever hears this how often you confess your your sins to a brother or sister. Don't you think? Let's t- let's take this the marriage route. We've both been through failed marriages. Mm-hmm. And we could go into a long line of discussion about what could have been differently or better in, in those. Mm-hmm. But thinking about it, thinking about I, for for even though mine didn't last, oh, I loved being married. Mm-hmm. It was a great thing. I had so much opportunity. But shouldn't a marriage in a marriage? You should definitely be to the point where you're able to confess things to each other, struggles to each other. If you feel like you cannot do that, mm-hmm. then that's when you can start to keep secrets from each other. Right? Mm-hmm. If you feel like you can't bring things to each other, whether it's because of how that person's going to treat you or, or just because you're too ashamed of it, mm-hmm. that's when secrets begin to be kept from each other. Shouldn't you be the closest outside of God with the people you're married to. Yeah, you should. To be able to talk, to be able to trust each other, because that's what it comes down to, trust, right? Mm-hmm. As to who we're going to have these conversations with. Yeah. That's such an important thing. I, I mean, for me, if I if God chooses to, to have me be married again, and that happens, mm-hmm. oh, it's going to be my best friend. You and Carrie, y'all are best friends. Y'all are, you know, two peas in a pod. Yep. Even kind of look a little bit alike. Just no don't beer. tell her that. Yeah, <laughs> well, you both have the same shaped heads. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> She's a lot prettier though. <laughs> but, and that's something that we get away from. And look, and it doesn't even have to be. They don't. Again, just like any other relationship, you want to have a whole healthy relationship. They don't even have to respond to you correctly. It is not about how they respond to you as to how you handle yourself, going and trusting them, speaking to them, treating them 
as if they were great before they are great. Say the marriage has gotten to a point that it's rough, that it's bumpy. Somebody has to start to turn the tide or it's not going to turn. Right. Going them, treating them that way and gaining your sufficiency from Christ because that's where we gain our sufficiency come from. Mm -hmm. But treating that person as if like we work with credit score stuff, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, some credit repair specialists that we refer to, they have a, a saying, if you want to have a 700 credit score, you have to start out like acting like a person that has a 700 credit score, even though you don't. Right. Mm -hmm. So you go and you start talking to your spouse, trusting them, you know, I'm struggling with this. I need your prayer. Oh, are you serious? You're struggling with that still, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I'd appreciate it if you'd pray for me. You know, I need some help. Well, I don't know how long it's going to take them, but just that little bit of trust. Mm-hmm. That can, that can move some mountains. I don't know. It's just a thought. I like, I like it. Yeah. I mean, it does... It, but again, that's why you're going to somebody who you, who's reliable, who who has proven to be humble. Oh yeah, in general, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Where's your humility? I'm like, yeah, you know, Carrie is, Carrie is faithful to me every time I bring anything, anything. There's no joking. There's 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 no clowning around. If I've got something that I need to confide, she, you can see her tone, her temperament, her countenance everything changes she can see it on me mm -hmm. that i got something serious to talk about and she and she goes into that mode to be listening and to hear what i'm saying and i brought so it shows the importance of being the type of person that somebody can come to and feel comfortable coming to, to yeah there's a good point well yeah. yeah on the receiving side rather than the confessing side on the receiving mm -hmm. side be approachable. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you you better believe that people are going to remember how you treated them in the past, how you've treated other people in the past when they brought something to you. Or is you as from a business standpoint, and you're the boss, is your door an open door policy or a mm -hmm. closed one? Uh, mm -hmm. You'll figure it out. That's closed door. Mm -hmm. Employee comes to boss needing help on something, and the the boss is always busy on the phone. Or, or just, oh, I got a meeting to get to. I, I'm sorry, I don't have the time to talk right now. Or, or is the door open anytime? Yes, I have a meeting in five mm -hmm. minutes. You come on in. Mm -hmm. Let's go over this. They'll wait for me. Do you sit there and blabber when somebody comes and trusts you with something? Do you talk? Yeah. Do you bump your gums? You know, it, it, it just depends. So, yeah, on the receiving side, having a humble heart and saying, what happened? Mm -hmm. You know, what happened? What's going on? And then at that point, and if it, but they, it, you can't just say it one time. I mean, it's yep. got to be the way you live yep. to where you, to where, to where everybody who, who's around knows yeah. if I bring something, one, will they scream at me? Will they scream and talk about how ridiculous I am that I did this thing? Yeah. Or are they going to go, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that, that, yeah. that this went this way. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I love that. The being, yeah. uh, and I'm a big old fan of that. So it's 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 easy for me to love this this subject because it's hard whenever somebody needs to come tell you something. If they finally do and they confess something they've done, being able to walk them through biblical scripture, 
and being able to say, here's what, you know, here's what I would suggest. Here's what, here's what I would do. Let's pray over this. Let's go over this. Let's bring this before the Lord. Let's put it on the altar and let's mm-hmm. start there. Mm-hmm. Let me get the last point, Gabe, spiritual healing. And I saved this one for last because I feel like it's the most important to me, really, really having spiritual healing will, will lead to the rest of this. Uh, but not addressing the rest of this can prevent spiritual healing. Keeping, uh, keeping the poison, in parentheses, sin, pent up can eat away at you and prevent you from spreading the gospel. Well, is that biblical keeping, scripture or is that keep, something? You, no, no, it's just a thought. Oh, okay, okay. Like keeping it, keeping, keeping sin embedded unaddressed it's going to shut you up it's going to clam you up you're you're you tend to and again i'm talking about deep sins i'm talking about besetting sins like the scripture says Mm -hmm. you're going you're gonna you're not gonna feel free you're gonna feel separated from god Mm mm-hmm because you can't get past this. I can't get past this. I can't. I'm not even addressing this. How am I going to go out and spread the good news when I'm not even embracing the good news myself? Mm-hmm. And so it prevents it. I don't know about spiritual death totally, but. A form of it. Yeah, right. A form of it. I mean. It's called choking the spirit. A spiritual mutation. It's called uh, choking the a spirit. A spiritual muting, not mutation, but a spiritual muting. Mm-hmm. It just shuts you up. Mm-hmm. Right? Which we're not called to shut up. No. Nope. We're called to speak. We're called to be an influence, even by our actions. You tend to clam up at work. You tend to just shut down. Your spirit just goes to this sheltered place. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to hide under this shelter, under this bushel, mm-hmm. and I'm going to be in my little safe zone. Yeah. That's horrible. I mean, that's horrible. And over time, it's going to, like you said earlier, we're, you're going to get more used to it. Yeah. You're going to get more comfortable with it. That's what happened to me in my 30s. I was serving the Lord. But I just got... I was I was comfortable with just sheltering in place. Mm-hmm. We're called to be out in the war zone. Mm-hmm. On the battlefield. Mm-hmm. But... Some of us just opt out. It does remind me of what, what it is to be to become a Christian, to receive salvation. Mm-hmm. Satan fights that. He, he's going to keep you from that for as long as he can. Mm-hmm. You don't, what do you live? 70, 80 years. Mm-hmm. So he can hold you back from that as long as he can. Then you get salvation and you now you're free and, and the joy and exhilaration of being free, usually a, a person will launch into uh, preaching the gospel, telling people that they have been saved, right? But then Satan does plan plan B. Let's slow that Christian down. 
Let's stop them from feeling like saying anything mm-hmm. because of attack. The attacks that he's going to throw on them, the fiery darts, all the things that uh, depression, lies that they believe, anything to stop a Christian from uh, stepping forward in their faith and being loud and being vocal and preaching about what Jesus did for them on the cross 2,000 years ago. And so it's that plan B. Now that you're saved, all right, fine. We'll let you be that. Now we're going to go ahead and throw this, you know, throw this this uh, tempting sin at you. Now you've been tempted and you bought it. Mm-hmm. And now you did it. And now we're going to use that to put the handcuffs on you. So you cannot fight. You cannot, you cannot speak with joy and freedom what Jesus did, mm-hmm. what the saints did, the prophets, everybody in the Bible who did things for 6,000 years, who did everything for the glory of God, sinning while they did it. Those sins and then God redeeming and using it for his glory. But it and, and all to stop us from doing what we are here to do. A choice, but but definitely what we're you have do. to essentially address the infection. You've got to. You've got yeah. to indre- address the infection in every single point. We're talking from physical healing to relational healing to spiritual healing. You have to address the inf- the infection. Yep. If you don't, you're gonna lay there and wither away. Mm-hmm. You've got your salvation, but you're going to be shut up. Yeah. You're going to be pent up. Uh, it can destroy you, brother. I mean, that's, that is, I, I think about, and, and I think about the different types of sin too, because we've mentioned some different ones, but look, some, some types of sins are just, uh, say sitting, sitting there, you know, getting comfortable in life and you know, they're not as obvious. I'll say that comfortable in life and not doing what you're called to do. Complacency. I would say, cause I'm thinking about my thirties. I'm like, wait, what sin was I doing? And I'm struggling to really think, obviously I'm not saying I wasn't sinning, but, but as far as unaddressed sin that this and that, no, I can't hardly think of it. What, what, but here's what I was yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't assembling with the brothers and sisters as we're called mm-hmm. to do. I was not out spreading the gospel in some sort of fashion, being involved doing things of that nature. Mm-hmm. Basically, I was just comfortable. I sat at home. I played games. That's about it. Went to the gym. Go to work. Ate good food. <laughs> just kind of very selfish, self-focused. Mm-hmm. And, and it was the most depressing decade of my life. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Which should have not been. I had gone from being poor to, to fairly decent off and mm-hmm. having a good job. And I just, just bummed out. You know. All tools and, used yeah. to stop your life. I don't have. And your witness. Too much more than I, I, than I did then. I don't have a spouse. I don't have children. Mm-hmm. Things that back then used to depress me. Mm-hmm. And I'm great. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Mm-hmm. I walk in the light. Yeah. 
I confess my sin, my sins. I talk to, to you guys, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. I work through it. Maybe not as much as I should. And that's something that I'll be thinking about. Mm-hmm. We're always uh, working. Something towards that's going to be on my mind. Nobody but, does things perfectly. These are but, all, but we're working out the process, mm-hmm. working out the process. It's the whole point of this, this show is just being out there trying to get through this, but it is convicting. I mean, I tell you, I go through and I listen to our shows and, and, uh, after I get over what my voice sounds like and how many likes I say, (laughs) my voice, I may hear something and think, dang, that's really good. It's encouraging. It's I'm being challenged by that. And Mm -hmm. I'm being challenged by this, you Mm -hmm. know, man, I'm being challenged by my nephew Creighton Mm -hmm. asking that question. Yeah. 17 years old wants to know. Well, brother, we got to wrap it up. You have any last thoughts there before we do? Just an honest reflection for, for you, for me or anybody listening of do I confess my sins? And we know we're not talking about, you know, some, some, some little, little something. We're talking about your, your sins, you know, an infraction towards somebody, hateful, hatefulness towards somebody mm-hmm. on a constant level or, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever it is, are you confessing? Are you making it your, your daily thing to confess with your brother or sister what you did and let that freedom come to you? Let it be, let well, it come to you. Well, if it has to be daily, but. Everything's as daily as we can be. <laughs> right. I mean, I mean, I'm not going to be calling somebody up daily and being like, Hey, I got, I need to confess to you again. Like it could be, but I think just. That, that's an expression, Henry. Like, okay. That's I, but I just want to be clear. I, I, I knew you meant as expression, but I don't, I don't want somebody thinking, Oh crap. I need to go find. Some, <laughs> I need to, Jared. Hello, Margaret. That's me again. You know, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Hey, I've just clarified. I know what you meant. I'm just clarifying. Just on the regular with your brothers and sisters. Yes. So, all right. Very good. It was good. And uh, I guess as soon as we jump off here, I'll start confessing. Mm, boy. You got time? I got time. All right. Let's pray. All right. Let's pray. <laughs> Heavenly Father, thank you for this day. Father, thank you for righteous brothers and sisters that we can confess our sins to and that will lovingly help us to work through it and walk through it. Father, I lift up every person listening to this show and I pray that if they don't have somebody that they feel trustworthy to be able to confess to God, that you bring those people to their lives. Father, help us to be honest with ourselves, honest with others so that we can better serve you. Lord, we love you. We worship you in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel. Amen. Amen.